Hey, it's Monday, January 16th, and today the boys are going to be talking about the international signing period. It opened yesterday, and we're going to talk about what the Rangers signed. We're also going to get into those arbitration cases that the Rangers have left. They have five guys left. Will this be the 23rd year in a row that the Rangers don't have an arbitration case? Or will we finally have the new Lee Stevens? Join us today for all that and more. Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. I am Kevin Frazier, your co-host. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And that's Twitter and Instagram. Um, I, I, I have a Facebook too. Uh, you can find me, uh, there, but I'm not the Facebook guy, the Facebook guy and the TikTok guy is another guy on this show. My co-host, a man who weighs in at 300 pounds on a light day, uh, the 300 pound minimal, also known as bull, the man who apparently, uh, over the weekend, uh, put the beat down on somebody, and uh, from what I hear, it was pretty good. So, Bull, how we doing? How was the weekend? How you feeling? Where can our people find you on social media? I am very good. We did have a big turnout on uh, Friday night at the uh, Southside Preservation Hall. There were it was at eighty nine percent capacity for the building. Mm-hmm. And it was a building that holds uh, 260 plus people. So we were right around 240 people for the evening, which is a uh, really nice crowd on a Friday night, especially for our first time through the building and uh, second time running Fort Worth. Um, So we're excited about that. And uh, um, we're excited about a return date to Martin House Brewing. Mm -hmm which is everybody knows about pickle beer. Everybody knows about um, all the hype and all the fire that comes out of Martin house when it comes to the, those tasty beverages. And um, I got a little lowdown that they're uh, working on a new, a new seltzer that's going to be dropped here coming up. That's going to be really interesting. So um, big shout out to our, our friends at Martin house brewing uh, tree and ice. Those are the guys over there. We love them. Um, but, uh, you know, enough about my wrestling adventures because this is not a wrestling podcast and it never has been and it never will nope. be. No, nope. no. Nope. This is a Texas Rangers podcast. And I'll be damned if we don't have some really good stuff to talk about today that a lot of people don't even know happened. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot, of, um, a lot on the show today that probably isn't going to make front page news. But before we get to that, I do have to tell everybody that you can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull. You can find me on Instagram at Manimal 300. You can find me on the TikTok at Bull Pro, Sir Handle Manimal. And you can find me over there on the Facebook, Bull Pro. I just took in 25 or 30 new friend requests in the last couple of weeks so uh you know i mean bear with me because it may be a couple of weeks before i get to this next group (laughs) but trust me i will get to you and we will we will have that facebook love affair that you only dreamed that you could have with the manimal 
Oh man, uh, you know the Facebook part of the show has started to become <laughs> one of our one of our fan favorite moments on the show. Um, and, and yeah, honestly, go ahead. And I do apologize. I, I am having a little bit of uh, throat issues um, from all the yelling that I did Friday night. Um, um, normally, you know, as uh, as you know, the manimal doesn't do a lot of talking, but he was uh, he was hyper vigilant on Friday when it came to the talking. And uh, now I have zero throat, and uh, I'm blaming it all on Brad Miller. Oh, Brad! Oh, can't do nothing right, can he? Mm. So you want to get into yeah, this? Huh? We, we were we were good, man. We were good. We were rolling, and then you dropped Ooh, the BM on yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Like BM, yeah. Like <laughs> it's very yeah. similar. The old, the old BM came out, and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. everything got everything the, got sidetracked. The whole room so. went down. Yeah, the whole <laughs> so, room. Anyways, the whole that's room. the longest intro probably we've ever had with the most, well, some of the most content that we we're going to have in a, that we've had in a while to talk about. Um, really exciting. Really glad to hear about the weekend. Uh, again, just a big shout out to Matt War Pro Wrestling, Texas Roughhouse, um, and uh, Martin House Brewery. Uh, just for, you know, honestly, just for giving us a chance to to have a, any kind of sponsor whatsoever and, and glad they had a great show. And we'd like to think that at least one or two of those uh, people came just from listening to this podcast. So big, big shout out and big thanks to all who uh, supported uh, Bull over the weekend. But Bull, there was a lot that went on this weekend and it's time to dig into it. The international signings uh, happened for the Texas Ranger. Arbit- Rangers arbitration happened for the Texas Rangers. Uh, but I believe one player that the Rangers got in this international signing is a guy that actually popped up on my Instagram feed on the Texas Ranger development uh, Instagram page. And I, I took a look at this kid and great swing, great physique. And the guy's only 16 years old. Yeah, seems he's like long, he's a pretty six foot seems, three. Yeah, mature too. I mean, he really has kind of a certain, he, he looks like a, a big, he looks like he could be a big league ball player in a matter of in a matter of time. So tell us a little bit about this international draft and about this stud that they got at the top well, of this international draft. Well, um, the international uh, pro, basically the international signing period opened up yesterday, and uh, the Rangers had uh, four point one million dollars to spend. And of that four point one million, uh, from everything I'm reading, they're going to give three point two of it to uh, Sebastian Walcott who is a 16-year-old yes. shortstop from the Bahamas. Um, the Bahamas has started to become a, uh, a pretty nice little hot spot for Major okay. League Baseball, especially going in and finding some young kids. Um, I think probably the most successful of those kids so far has been Jazz Chisholm. Mm. Um, I, I think you've been in Miami long enough to know that Jazz Chisholm is a pretty solid baseball player over there. Yeah, he's a um, heck of an athlete, brother. I watched him firsthand. He is he's got every tool you need to be a great ball player, but this is not a Josh Chisholm show. Yeah, and I think that um um a lot of the comparison that we're seeing for Jazz Chisholm is he's his athleticism, physical projection, and baseball IQ kind of come out right there about where Jazz Chisholm is as well. And they're both long and lean and they both have good, powerful uh, compact strokes or I mean long strokes where he's going to, he has a long swing and it's probably going to be compacted a little bit as he, as he grows in the big leagues, because, yeah. um, you know, pitching gets better as you get out of 
as you get out of the Bahamas. But he's a, I mean, he's as good a hitter as there was in this, uh, probably in the draft last year and this year's international prospect list. And um, did you hear anything about, and I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but them going to a uh, international prospect draft coming up in the next several years where they do more of it. But, but I would like to actually think, I honestly like would like to see it actually go as a part of just the draft draft. Just because, her, and let me get on my soapbox just for a second about this, because international players in baseball more than any other sport in the professional, in American professional sports, international players have such a huge impact. And I just, in, in a way, I just think it's only fair because I would say at least, at least half, if not more of the top 10% of players are international players that come through this specific pipeline and I just think it's high time we just threw them all in one bucket. These guys get drafted all together just like in the same the same way so that it's fair for all the teams because sometimes certain teams, Astros uh, or the Rangers back in the day, get kind of the upper hand, and it gives them an unfair advantage. So, Well, I think that's, again, they did go to the pool money because of that because, I mean, back in the day, day back when the Juan Gonzalez, Fudge Rodriguez days, the Rangers would. They would go through and pillage the Dominican Republic and take every bit of the talent that they could possibly get out of there. So they went to this international money that you can spend kind of thing. And, um, you know, and I don't know, I had seen where that that was one of the things that the players were looking to do um, last year in the, uh, in the, the uh, lockout arbitration or whatever. Yeah, when they were doing the bargaining bargaining agreement. Yeah. So when they were doing that, I had seen that the uh, players were fighting for it. But um, as you know, the owners were probably fighting this or I mean, as you the the owners were fighting this to the nail to not do this. So um, I didn't see if that got through or not. I can't remember. And I, you know, I haven't seen anything about it lately. But I Uh mean, if Sebastian Walcott was in this year's draft, he would have been uh, uh, probably a first round draft pick. No sure. doubt. No I doubt. Mean, and, yeah. And just the, I mean, one other thing, just on this, just kind of on this whole idea, you know, I just think it kind of show, it kind of goes back to show just kind of the wild West nature sometimes of, of, of the major league baseball uh, development and drafting and uh, getting players recruited to the teams. And I just think it would be nice to get it streamlined. Uh, just like, you know, I mean, you think about the NBA, which obviously has way less roster spots to fill, but these international guys are right in there in the draft. I mean, think about the Dallas Mavericks and Luka. These guys are right in the thick of it. To be fair, for these guys to get the same exposure as the, the, the American-based uh, kids and the college-based kids and get drafted where they belong because, right, frankly, it's costing them money. Uh, in some capacity because there's only so much to go around. Uh, and a lot of these kids could get big time first round draft pick money, not, not saying that some of them didn't. Um, but again, you know, how many people did the Rangers pick up this year? Um, and again, I just feel like it would be in the best interest really of the players to see this uh, kind of streamlining become part of just the major league draft. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would even I would even venture to say that I would be okay with a, a completely different draft that was just international players, 
where okay. where teams like uh, Detroit, Florida, teams that aren't very good, Kansas City, the um, yeah. the Yankees aren't taking the number one guy in the in the uh, you know in the whole right. thing or the Padres. The Padres took the number one player or got the number one player in this whole thing. And the Padres are by no means a team in a position, you know, in a position where, right. you know, they deserve the number one international no. player. No, and, in fact, you know, let me, and, and let's be let honest, the Rangers off. kind of went off and got about where they would have drafted anyways with Sebastian Walcott. But let, let's, let's just rattle off some of these, you know, the number one guy went to the Padres playoff team. Number two guy, Mariners playoff team. Uh, yeah. Number three guy, Dodgers playoff team. And then you go down to number six, you have the Cubs, big market team. Number seven, Blue Jays, playoff team. Yankees at number nine, playoff team. And I, I don't mean to be redundant, but literally of the top 15 picks, all these – these were not the the low the, the lowest uh, 15 teams. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and... I, I'm with you. I'd like to at least see it be done in a fair way to, to draft because – Yeah, because you would like to see some of these guys – go and see if they can't help a team, you know, build, whereas going to a team where they're going to be, you know, just another cog in the wheel. And, and, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I just would like to see it done a little bit different, but let's get back to Sebastian Wilcott real quick or Walcott real quick. Well, do you, um, do you and, is, and I know, I know, I know we want to talk about him and I'm just going to interrupt you and be rude again, but before we go any further, because this is actually, you have this, like, you have so much knowledge when it comes to this stuff. And, and I always ask you these questions off air, but just briefly, quickly, before we get it, can you just tell the people how this actually works? Cause I had no idea how this worked. So just like, give us a quick run through of how the international signings goes. Like, what does this process even look like and how does it happen? If you don't mind. Well, you get a, a certain amount of money to spend. Um, and then you, um, you can trade for, and you trade players for more money. You mm-hmm. also lose money if you um, sign guys that were uh, offered a qualifying offer. The Ra- the Rangers would normally get five point, or they had five point one million dollars in their in their pool, but because they signed Seager and Simeon. They lost a million dollars because they signed players that had qualifying offers. So that's where the 4.1 number came or the $4.1 million number came from. That's after a loss of a million dollars for signing qualified. So that same thing is going to happen again this year. The okay. losing okay. The, the $1 million is going to happen again this year. And it basically you get a pool, the, the smaller market teams get a higher pool than the bigger market teams. And then you lose money as you, as you sign guys that sign qualifying offers. And then, uh, you know, uh, after that, then you go through and there's, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids that are turning 16 years old right now in the Dominican, in uh, Venezuela, Curacao, Mexico, the Bahamas, Places where they play a lot of baseball right now. Cuba, it, yeah, Cuba. Um, most of those kids are a little bit older, um, but um, those kids. Basically, what's going to happen with those kids is they're going to go to the the Dominican Republic, and most of them will start this season. 
on the uh, on their particular team's Dominican summer team. And basically, they all have a complex. All the teams have complexes in the Dominican Republic, the Rangers included. And those kids will go to those complexes and they'll play on either one of the – they have two different summer league teams. They have their Dominican summer league team one, which is the – which is the better kids or the kids that are more advanced. And then they have their Dominican summer league two, which is where a lot of these kids are going to be probably not Sebastian Walcott, but a lot of these kids that they signed yesterday, uh, probably include even included in uh, uh, Vlad Guerrero's kid are probably going to play on the Dominican summer league two team next year. Um, but okay. they might not. It just depends. He may be advanced enough to where he plays on the one team. And then, um, you know, I think the hopes with Walcott is to get him over here to the complex, um, hopefully this year. Um, if not, probably doing instructs after the season. Mm-hmm. That's where I would say maybe, you know, maybe he's at the complex by the end of the year. Maybe he's not. It just depends. It depends on if they want to see him at Down East next year as a 17-year-old mm-hmm. or an 18-year-old because he's going to be 17 this year. This is going to be a 17-season. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him at the complex for a half-season playing um, on their rookie team. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. Um, but uh, as far as that goes, you know, I mean – uh, a lot of these kids that they have signed, they'll be in the Dominican Summer League for a couple of years. And then as they develop as ball players, they'll move over to the United States or they'll just kind of go by the wayside, which happens quite a bit as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're shooting for two or three of these kids to be diamonds in the rough that you get to the United States in the next couple of years. And I think with Walcott, um, what was the... Uh, um, Cepeda, yeah, Cepeda, um, Pablo Guerrero, mm-hmm. uh, Snarlin, Evangelista, oh, yeah. which is a mm-hmm. great name, right? That's a great right. name. Um, and then they have some other kids, you know, that uh, we'll we'll see from there. But the those four guys right there are probably the top players in the class. Um, there was one more. There was a catcher, Juan Solberin from Venezuela. He was a uh, he was a little more highly touted as well, but for the most part, I mean, they, they picked up uh, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17 more prospects yesterday, 17 guys that are going to probably go to the Dominican summer league um, next year and play. Maybe, um, maybe the guy that they signed from uh, Italy may come over here and be at the, uh, at the rookie complex instead of going to the Dominican summer league. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but for the most part, I mean, you know, uh, Giselle Cepeda, he's a, or Hyzel Cepeda. He's a little bit older, but he's got a real good makeup. I mean, he's a six foot five, 220 pound center fielder that he'll probably move off of center field. And I wouldn't be shocked if he um, um, ends up in the United States this year and maybe even as high as like Hickory. You know, just oh, to wow. kind of start. So I'm not 100 percent sure though. I'm not. Don't quote. You know, don't quote me on that. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, you know, I don't know what's keeping him from being here as well. I don't know all the the things that go along with it. But at 25, I could see them wanting to push him forward a little bit faster than these other guys. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think the the cream of the crop was 
Walcott, Cepeda, Guerrero, and uh, and I know you liked Evangelista. So why was and there's you, no in, doubt, first, yeah. Uh, well, and first off, too, like number one, I want on behalf of everyone that listens to the show and myself included, thank you uh, just for all the work that you do uh, to learn all this stuff and knowing all this stuff, so that uh, we we don't have to. Um, so big big thank you for that. But I think the cream of the crop, if, if I'm not mistaken, with Walcott, Cepeda, Guerrero, and Evangelista, these are the names I heard. And right Sol- off the bat. Solbrin. Okay, Solbrin. Juan Solbrin. He's a 5'11, 17-year-old catcher okay. from Venezuela. And they did okay. get a second catcher. Um, but you know, they added five pitchers. Um, so you know, you know, they got a couple of right-handed pitchers and uh, nothing left-handed. Um, they did uh, add a 16-year-old center fielder that's a, a, a left-hander. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, the, they got uh, they got some outfielders. They got some shortstops, you know, some catchers. It's basically those same positions that we always talk about, shortstop, center field, right-handed pitchers. Yeah. You know, those yeah. are the guys. Those are the guys that you're going out and getting. And, you know, Williams Wong who is a uh, 17-year-old from Italy. He's a little bit smaller. Doesn't look like he he may be uh he may end up being a uh, second baseman or possibly getting moved to the outfield. Um but other than that, I mean everybody else that, that's on there, it's those uh those premium positions that center field, shortstop and then uh starting pitching and uh you know, we'll just kind of see how these guys um, pan out and as the Dominican summer league kind of picks up in June and July or July, we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll get an idea about some of these guys and we'll kind of start looking at box scores a little bit. And, uh, you know, as guys take off and as guys play a little bit better and get closer to the States, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit more. Awesome. Well, just so everybody knows what time this podcast is being filmed it's at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, right in the middle of my Dallas Cowboys play yeah, we're... the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they just got a touchdown. Hopefully, Brett Mark can finally, and he can't, hit an extra point. Which he, missed he missed another his, one. He just he missed, missed his, his fourth. Fifth, fifth extra fifth point, extra point uh, in a row. In a row. In yeah, a row. fourth tonight. Four in one game. Yeah, four in That's one ugly. game. That's so ugly. It's getting ugly. It's uh, ugly. Real quick, just but, one second. Uh, you know, I know uh-huh. it's, uh, I know the Cowboys are on your mind a little bit, but I wanted to say that uh, Pablo Guerrero, uh, as a lot of people mm-hmm. probably know by now, just uh, you know, hanging out on Twitter. Or, um, yep. That's that's Vlad Guerrero's uh, uh, next kid in line. You know, what I mean, wow. And he's <laughs> he's got he looks good, man. I mean, six two, two hundred pounds. He's a sixteen year old kid that. Uh, you know, we probably won't see him this year in the States. We probably won't see him until next year. But he'll probably come to spring training next year. And, you know, if worst case, you know, he'll stay on the complex until rookie ball. But he may be – ooh, excuse me. They may be ready to send him right out on the road next year, especially if they're going to have a, a brand-new farm system team in Shreveport here. They're going to need a little bit of name value to – and Vlad Guerrero's kid's got a little name value. So, you know, who knows? Right. Um, uh, you know, but uh, he seems to be one of the kids that they're excited about. They didn't have to spend a ton of money on him. I think they got him at about 100K signing bonus. So, you know, um, you know we'll see. that. That's a little bit less than what they spent on uh, Louis Angel Acuna. So, you know. Huh, um, nice. But, well, not uh, a strong name. Strong name. Um, Pablo, Pablo Guerrero, Guerrero, yeah. 
Yeah. That's a strong it makes me think too. of one of my favorites uh, from back when I was a kid, uh, Pedro Guerrero. That, that's who I thought. Yeah, was, yeah. Pedro Guerrero, just that strong name. Uh, you got to like it. And obviously, too, um, their uh, their top guy. I mean, I, I Sebastian Wilcott. I I ran across him on Instagram, just kind of watching him. And I mean, he's just smoking line drives. He's long uh, and lean, and then, and he can, and he's got a he's got a rifle <laughs> coming like. At short, I mean, mm-hmm. he's like blazing yeah, he's, that. He's, he's a, a he's, plus plus arm. Yeah, he. I mean, he would. I mean, he. I'm telling you, like the the when he's coming out of his set to throw to first base. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's zooming, and they got a few and, uh, shots from behind the first baseman. And I'm sitting there going, man, if I'm at the first baseman, I'm thinking, man, I I, I better catch this, or I'm gonna like I might die. Yeah, because uh, I mean, he's I humming know. it. I don't know if he's got as big an arm as uh, O'Neill Cruz, um, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty good. It's pretty big. It's uh, I mean, it's a good arm, and it's uh, you know, I mean, it's considered plus plus on his um, on his run sheet. And uh, just just for the sake of letting everybody kind of know, um, this kid slots in right now at number four on my list on the Rangers yeah. top twenty prospects. Who, who so, got knocked off the twenty? Uh, who got um, knocked off? I guess it would have been uh, um, the young short uh, Maximo Acosta. Uh-huh. So, so Maximo Acosta, Acosta would 20. have gotten knocked out of the top twenty um, ah. for, and then uh, I guess we would have started moving down uh, with uh, Acuna at five. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he would have been just slightly, slightly ahead of Acuna on my list. I think he's overall just a little bit better player. Um, nice. But I would still have him behind White, Lighter, and uh, um, no, Evan Carter, who um, I forgot wow. his name. But what a great! I mean, what a what a stud when you consider Porter and this guy both barely just coming into the organization and already shooting up the list. So how exciting! Uh, I feel like there's just a lot to talk about with these guys, and I feel like if we don't move on we're just gonna we're yeah gonna talk we'll just all day keep about talking it. about yeah i mean because there's a lot to like and i think uh, as we get farther along we'll we'll get some things that we like uh a little bit more even about them as we see them and as we find more scouting reports and stuff like that okay well so hey, let's move we, on yeah before we but we're going to talk a little bit about arbitration and who the rangers kept uh, yeah, in arbitration yeah. but before we do that i just want to give one more big shout out to uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling and Matt Ward Pro just for uh, giving us the, you know uh, something to promote and something to talk about and and really just for for sponsoring the show especially Texas Roughhouse Wrestling um, just for for being such a big part of what we uh, get to do here at uh, Texas Rangers with the boys and again hoping that we will have more sponsors as time goes along so now I'm going to pitch it back over to you buddy and let you tell us about the Rangers signed uh, who they took in arbitration or who they kept. Uh, in arbitration. So the the Rangers had five arbitration eligible guys and they were able to come to agreements with all five of them to avoid arbitration. So the Rangers have still, it's been uh, Lee Stevens was the last player that went to an arbitration case with the Texas Rangers. So wow. um, Lee Stevens, that goes back probably 90s or at least early 2000s. <laughs> so um, but the, the guys this year that were the two big guys that uh, the, the garnered the most were Mitch Garver and Nathaniel Lowe. And then uh, they both uh, Lowe signed on 
Friday, and I believe that uh, um, Garver signed on Friday night or early Saturday morning. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I saw that Nate Rose was for like four, and uh, was Garver six? Did I say that, that Garver was six? Six million? Well, um, but then, you know, uh, Taylor Hearn, Brett Martin, Jonathan Hernandez, three key pieces of their bullpen yeah. this year. They were the other yep. three guys that were that were signed to uh, arbitration agreements. And they're all around in the millions somewhere, a million something. I think uh, Hernandez was a little bit less than a million. So, wow. uh, you know, they, but they got everybody done. Uh, um, and it looks like, you know, the, they will avoid arbitration once again this year and uh, with anybody. And uh, let's see, that's the 23rd year in a row. Um, Jeez. Mitch Garver was 3.9 million. So it was uh, 4 million for low. Three point nine million for Garver, um, so the, not not a ton of money, but uh, total payroll that brings it to one hundred and eighty-eight million six hundred eighty-two thousand five hundred dollars for twenty twenty-three, which would be the record high payroll for the Texas Rangers. Um, wow! So they may add somebody, they may not. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I but, mean, you know what? What what's it going to hurt? To just get it to an even two, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, give somebody a one year twelve million, but it looks like I mean pretty much everybody's off the off the uh off the grid now. Mancini signed yesterday, so mm. um, you know, uh so that's the end of and uh Andrew McCutcheon signed. So you've got jerks and profar. Um mm. which is he's interesting, but I think I yeah, think, you yeah. know, maybe at this point he might be willing to Take a one year, um, and just real quick for the record, the one point four for Hearn, one point two seven five for Martin, and nine hundred seventy five thousand for Hernandez. And uh, okay, one real quick thing, um, I, the Brett Martin, his was probably a little low because he's got a little bit more experience than Hearn, but mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit low because he's going to have shoulder surgery on Thursday. Which um, it looks like he may miss a tad bit of the season, so that's probably okay. why that number was just a little bit low, uh, lower than Taylor Hearns. And uh, um, who else, what, what was it? It was Trey Mancini, right? Who did he sign? Yeah, with? yeah, I, yeah. I, have that. I, I don't know uh, who he Cubs, signed with. But... Cubs. Okay. Cubs. Okay. So the Cubs, I think that fills out their forty-man roster. But you know, I mean, who cares about the Cubs? They're in the National League, anyways. Uh, well. It's really bizarre to me that Mitch Garver is still getting our is still in arbitration, uh, and that essentially meaning he hasn't even got to be a free agent yet. No, no, uh, he will be bizarre. after this season, right? This is his I mean, last just because the guy couldn't play because he can't get on the field enough to get, I, to get enough service time. I think <laughs> this will be late, the this will be the end of it. Prospect too, yeah. He's hey, and he's in a he's in a contract year, so maybe this will be that year that he finally stays on the field. Right, and I mean three million for him is really not too bad, to be honest. No, uh, for the price tag, he he's not too bad. Obviously, I like keeping Hern. Getting Hern Hernandez is getting ripped off. I mean, well, in the open it's because market, he's Hernandez coming off is, of it's because he's coming off of injury. 
not just that, but though, this guy, if this guy's on the open market, he's getting 10 times, 20 times. Well, he's still got two more years of arbitration after this. So it's crazy. He'll, he'll so, get his chance to, uh, yeah, I think he, if he but does. Just think of it. Him or low right now on the open market would be getting way more. Yeah. Money oh, definitely. Right definitely. Definitely. And I think Hernandez, uh, I think he'll get more. I think he's one of those guys. If he continues to pitch well this year, they'll probably extend him through the arbitration years. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, not... Hey, I don't have anything else. Do you got anything? Else? No. Uh, Yoshi, the uh, saga. Oh yeah, um, yeah, is that yeah, his name? Yoshi uh, Sutsaga. Yoshi, he he Sutsugu or yeah, Sutsaga. I think he. Um, I mean, he was kind of a, a cult hero in Japan and hit a whole bunch of home runs and came over here to the U.S. and never really, never really put it all together. He had one good half season for Pittsburgh in 2021, but I think they're signing him on basically for outfield depth and. Giving him an opportunity to maybe catch fire in spring and make the team, but you know, I mean, yeah. at this point, we'll see. Guys, I think he had the same. We talked about Leon. Yes, and Zach, Leo. Zach Little. And Zach Little. Yeah, and Littell, then they uh, also another guy that we didn't talk about, uh, Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy okay. was the last guy cut last year off of the Rangers team. Um, he went over and played in Japan and had a good season over there, or it might have been Korea. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's but Korea. He, think yeah, it's he Korea. did go over and have a good season over there, so they gave him another uh, minor league with a spring training invite um, to try and win that left field job. And there's Matthias over there. There's some guys over. You know, there's a they're trying. They've got a couple of guys that they're going to give a shot over there if they don't sign anybody. Like we said, you know, I mean, it's a, it's up in the air over there in left field, and maybe somebody will win it right out of spring, and we won't have to worry about uh, anything for the, the year. For the sake of integrity, um, Joe McCarthy actually did play in Japan. Okay. Not Korea. Yeah, yeah I couldn't remember exactly 100%, but he did have a pretty decent season last year. Yeah. Um, is it for Oryx, I want to say? Yeah, Oryx. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he, uh, he, he had a couple. Of, he had he had one good stint, and then he had a so-so, not so good stint. Um, it happens. You, and and you just with these kind of guys, honestly, you just never know. They could have a season of a lifetime, or they may we never may talk. Yeah, about and again, like so. like we talk about it, only really we only really need them to have one. Yeah, yeah, especially right now with all that's coming with the Rangers. Yeah, um, and just you know, it's hopefully that Leody Tavares can take that center field job at the beginning of the year this year. Then they only really have to worry about left. Yeah. Well, hey man, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No. Let's get back to this Cowboys football game where uh, Brett Marhar keeps missing extra okay. points. I mean, he's he's missing extra points like that's his job, not to make them. <laughs> Uh, you would yeah, think if you had watched him for the first time and this was your first time watching football, <laughs> you would think that you're supposed to miss those because the other team hasn't scored <laughs> for you to see how it normally goes. So you would think yeah. that like you're supposed to miss him the way he's been doing it. So we'll uh, we'll we'll take some more shots at him off the air. But uh, um, <laughs> I just want to say hey, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we had a great week last week on view or li- listeners the most we've ever had. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that listened, everybody that's enjoying the show. Thank you. Tell some friends, tell some family, 
tell some people on the street that you meet that just like the Texas Rangers that they should be listening yep. to Texas Rangers with the boys, the only daily podcast for the Ooh. Texas Rangers by Texans. One of them hey. just happens to be displaced in Florida right now. But from <laughs> all the rumors I hear, he should be back by the end of the month. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give it back to him and he can, uh, he can tell you when he'll be back here and uh, he'll close this thing out tonight. Yes, yes. My official return date will be at the 1st of February. I will officially be a Texan again. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We have no idea what we're going to be talking about, but I can guarantee you it will be packed and loaded with content just like today. I would say today's show, there was so much uh, packed into our, our little 30, 35 minutes show. So everything you're going to need for the Texas Rangers, you got it today. Thanks everybody again for listening. I want to second that. We're just so grateful for all of the all of our listeners that that support us and we will see you guys tomorrow. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.